Hello, this is Anthony Day with more thoughts on sustainability, carbon reduction commitment and related matters. Counting down to the CRC. Well, as you'll be well aware, the deadline for the first footprint report and the first annual report is the 29th of July, just over two weeks away. Most people seem to have the big picture under control, but as with many things, the devil is in the detail. If you generate your own electricity, are you clear on EU ETS? And what about ECGs, ROCs and FITs? And that should, of course, be EGCs, because it's nothing to do with heart attacks, it's energy generation certificates. When is self-supply not self-supply? And if you use energy from renewables, how is that treated? Early action metric. Now is the time to calculate your claim for the early action metric. If you've obtained the Carbon Trust standard or equivalent during 2010-11, you can claim 100%, but only for those parts of the organisation covered by the standard. If you have it for only part of the organisation, your percentage is reduced by the proportion of emissions generated by those SGUs, significant group undertakings, not covered. Is that clear? If you haven't got it for the whole organisation, you can't claim 100%. The voluntary AMR, automatic meter reading, part of the early action metric is different. The amount of credit you get is proportional to the amount of electricity that went through the AMRs during the year. For example, if an AMR was in place on the 1st of April 2010, then 100% of the electricity recorded qualifies. If it was not installed until the 1st of March 2011, then the qualifying amount is likely to be 10% or less of the annual consumption. CSR questions. In addition to all the numerical data, the annual report allows you to input some information about your corporate attitude to carbon emissions management. There are four yes-no questions, plus the opportunity to enter free text to comment on your position in the performance lead table, although of course at the time you won't know what that is. This commentary will be published with the lead table. You can also enter your corporate turnover. All this information is optional, but remember if you do not respond to the questions, the fact that you did not respond will be published. And if you do not declare a corporate turnover, you'll get a 0% score for the growth metric next year. And what about audit? The Environment Agency has already started auditing registration data. They've informed certain participants that they will be audited as soon as the footprint and annual reports are in. We've always been promised that auditing will be carried out with a light touch, but don't underestimate the potential penalties. Have you got an internal CRC audit process in place? I want to tell you about the Cambium CRC Market Research Report and a special offer from Cyber Associates. How are major organisations handling sustainability? Who are the leaders and the laggards? Where are the opportunities for working with them? And which sectors still don't seem to have got the message? Cambium LLP have released their CRC Market Research Report after profiling the 2,770 CRC participants and by analysing some 60 million data points. The conclusions are relevant to policymakers, suppliers and investors as well as the participants themselves. 
Cyber Associates have arranged for Cambium to offer a 10% discount to all purchases of the report who quote this special offer code, which is 37DA06, and that's uppercase, 37DA06. If you go to the Cyber Associates website, which is cyber-associates.com, you'll find a link where you can learn more and place your order. Look under the news items on the right-hand side of the website page. Performance League table. No, it's not gone away, and your position is already set in stone. There's nothing you can do now to change it. It's based solely on the early action metric, voluntary AMRs and the Carbon Trust standard, or equivalent. That doesn't mean there's nothing left to do. As we noted above, you can include a commentary on your performance which will be published as part of the league table. But don't rely on that alone. Commentators and analysts will surely pull the table to pieces when it's published in October, divide it by sectors, regions and other criteria, and try and make headlines. It's your reputation, so be ready to respond. The most important point must be that the table is based on only two rather specialised indicators. The league table gives no credit for using renewables, for already operating your plant with minimum emissions, for greening your supply chain, or for minimising waste. Make sure your green message is loud and clear enough to drown out any negative comments from the league table. Or, of course, if you turn out to be top of the table, don't hesitate to tell everyone how important, accurate and relevant it is. For the future, the next year, the metrics which govern your table position will change. Your voluntary AMR score will be the same, although it will count for less, regardless of how many more voluntary AMRs you've installed since the 31st of March 2011. Those metres, which were in place for only part of a footprint year, still only get partial credit. On the other hand, if you've not yet got 100% carbon trust standard coverage, in year two you'll benefit from any increases made after the 31st of March. In year two, the absolute metric and the growth metric come into play. If you choose not to quote a turnover figure now in your 2010-11 annual report, your growth metric score next year will automatically be zero. I expect you know that DEC has announced CRC simplification as a result of its earlier consultations, and it's none too soon for most people. But don't celebrate quite yet because the changes are still only for discussion and will require legislation to bring them into effect. They'll only become effective in phase two, which means we have to live with the present system until 2013. So the main proposals. Simplification will mean that the criteria for determining whether an organization participates will be simplified that core energy plus 29 residuals will be cut back to just four fuels, electricity, gas, and kerosene and diesel used for heating. And there will now be an obligation on kerosene and diesel suppliers to provide annual statements. The 90% rule will be abolished, and participants will report on 100% of usage, but only of the four designated fuels. The footprint report will be abolished, CCA, Climate Change Agreement, and EU ETS sites will be totally excluded. There will be retrospective allowance sales at a fixed price for the rest of Phase 1. 
In other words, you won't be expected to buy your allowances until after the end of the year, and by that time you'll know exactly how many you need. Things, uh, plan things are planned to get more complicated in Phase 2, but there will be no cap and trade. That's been revamped. Evidence packs will only need to be kept for six years, not more or less indefinitely, as presently provided. However, there'll be no changes to the treatment of renewables, no changes to the landlord-tenant rules, no changes to the way franchises are handled. Timescale, well, all of this is for the future. We have to live with things the way they are for the moment. Detailed proposals will be published in February 2012 for consultation until April. So do send back your ideas and opinions to DEC because they clearly are listening and they are changing things in response to what people say. The government will respond to all this in September next year and then revised legislation will come into force in April 2013 in time for the start of Phase 2 registration. Meanwhile, in Australia, you may have seen in the news that the government has unveiled its plans for carbon taxation at 23 um, uh, Australian dollars a tonne, which is about £15, starting from next year. As with CRC, only the largest companies are affected for the moment. Unsurprisingly, there is widespread opposition, particularly from mining and heavy industry. They claim that tax will make industry uncompetitive and drive customers into the arms of the Indians and Chinese, whose taxes and controls are so much weaker. And anyway, it won't do anything to protect the climate. In the short term, all that may be true. But unless we set an example, the Indians and Chinese will never consider control. A carbon tax should depress demand for fossil fuels, which can only improve energy security. It's not infinite, you know. Though many, many people still haven't grasped that. It's good to hear that Australians, whose carbon footprint per head is greater even than that of the Americans, are taking steps. I hope you found this interesting. You can follow Cyber Associates on Twitter, that's at Cyber Associates. And you can also subscribe to my daily CRC and Energy Review. You'll find a link to that on my daily Twitter updates. And of course, if you'd like to talk to me and discuss any issues about CRC, energy and sustainability, well, I'd be very happy to talk to you. My number is 07803 616 877. This is Anthony Day. I hope you enjoyed this and I look forward to talking to you. Bye for now.